0: Doing fine, doing fine. Uh, temperature is dropping like a rock, like like, it's it fumbled.
1: It's dropping like Seth Williams heading to the end zone, baby. <laughs> Who would
0: have? Man, that's just unlike that, that kid. Hey,
1: good good timing for us. That was a mind bottler. There's no uh, question about that. Um, but, you know, that's old school. That's old shit. I don't know why we even need to bring We're it ready. up. Um, nope, we
0: squashed him, and we'll move on to next year where we'll – all summer worry about the impending voodoo that happens in their cursed Indian, uh, what do you, what do you say? Buried on an, you know, they made that stadium on a Indian, uh, ancient Indian grounds. Uh, and the, we'll the worry about that. Next summer. Is,
1: the superstructure is made from uh Wolverine's adamantium claws and skeleton. Um, <laughs> just a bunch of stuff. <laughs>
0: that explains it scientifically, but yeah, we'll worry about that next summer. For now it's, uh, on to LSU and playoff position. That's what's uh, right in front of the football team. LSU and playoff position.
1: And playoff position just got a lot funkier as it looks like uh, Michigan State and or Michigan will not be able to play Ohio State this year. And if that's the case, if either one of those games don't happen, Ohio State's not eligible for the college football playoffs. And that's No, for the Big Ten. Eligible.
0: For the Big Ten. For the Big Ten for sure.
1: Oh, okay. that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. But I mean, there's listen, Jimmy. I, I mean, yep. being realistic, and and I mean, I know there's a lot of conspiracy theorists out there about protecting blue bloods, and you know, I like blue bloods. But you know, if Ohio State's five and o, or even six and o, and you've got BYU out there undefeated, Cincinnati undefeated, you got Florida with one loss on the road to a good A and M team, and you got A and M on the road with one loss to Alabama. You can't take Ohio State unless, now, unless, of course, right. um, you know, some of those teams start dropping out, you know. And here's the other thing. Ohio State would have to pray that Alabama beats Florida because if Alabama loses to Florida in the SEC title game, assuming Alabama wins the other ones and Florida does too, then both of them are getting in. I mean, so right. yeah, it, it's it, there's too many things that have to happen. Um, and, it, and, you know, it just would it would be the worst precedent of all time to let them in under those conditions it just it would just not agree more
0: i could not agree more and i don't think if ohio state doesn't get to play one of the next two games or both games if they just don't get to play um and that makes them ineligible for the big 10 championship game that's fine Uh, i just want the fans to understand that there's a difference they would be ineligible to play in the big 10 championship game but not ineligible to be in the playoff now does that mean the committee would take them? I don't think so. I don't think the committee is going to take them if they've only played four or five games at the most. I don't even if they finish four and zero, five and zero. I don't think the committee would take them. Let's also factor in, you know, there's many, many factors. But let's also factor in this, you know, against Indiana. That was not an impressive team. Ohio State did not look like a national champion against Indiana. You know, who I know Indiana's fairly good this year, but let's be honest. I mean. If Alabama played at Indiana this week, they'd be favored to win the game by 25.
1: I think yeah, that's a fact. And- well, more than that now because they're quarterbacks out for the year.
0: <laughs> then throw that in. So, uh, I don't think Ohio State will be in the playoff. I just want the fans to understand there's a difference.
1: No, I agree. I um- agree. And I, I think that that's just interesting. I mean, look, I, Ohio State's one of the more talented teams in the country. I'm certainly not scared of them. I mean, I think Alabama could hold their own with them, certainly. But um, at the same time, I just think it's interesting that uh, they may not get in, and they they do have uh, one of the better teams in the country, and that just makes it a little bit more up for grabs. I mean, if, if somebody like a BYU, Cincinnati, or even an A&M were to get in, I mean, if A&M were to get in these playoffs – Man, if you were and, – and let's say Alabama wins out, you know, beats Florida and Florida doesn't get in. If you're a Florida or if you're at Auburn, if you're a Tennessee especially, and now A&M, Alabama, LSU, and Georgia have all been to the playoffs and and you haven't, oh, you want to talk about a bad case of red ass all the way around, right?
0: <laughs> it's Ohio State being out opens the door to 17 levels of chaos that could happen Yeah. and yeah, yeah. ultimately I think it may come down to how the committee feels about Cincinnati but me and you said it before the season started Luke that you know there there has to be a weird set of circumstances for a group of five team to be in the playoff and you cannot conjure up a weirder set of circumstances than this COVID season so if the group of five is ever going to make it it's this year I think that's something that cons- the committee will consider hey let's go ahead and do this now to get it off our back, to show that there is a precedent that they can get in. Um, but at the same time, it's the four best. And I would ask you right now, I mean, let's say A&M loses over there at the, uh, at the in, uh, Indian Barrel Ground. You know, Let's say that happens and Florida loses to Alabama. So that's two losses, okay? Let's say that happens. Um, would you, on the committee, would you take undefeated American Athletic Champion, Cincinnati, or one loss ACC team, Miami, who's better? I mean, I can argue about who's more deserving, but if Miami finishes 9-1 and one in the ACC, it's kind of hard to imagine that they wouldn't get in over, uh, over Cincinnati. You know, I think that's a reasonable argument to make
1: wow yeah that's that's a good thought look and that's that's another reason why just going through all this is kind of pointless at the moment. I mean it's fun, but it's pointless because look anybody could be hit with the covid uh right. any time, and so at that uh, there's no sense in trying to move forward with this until we get done with this, which will be several weeks from now but Jimmy, I want to tell everybody about core's light. Go to coorslight.com, Check them out. I know you had your delicious Coors Light while you're watching the Iron Bowl beat down, and it oh, tasted great. It didn't too taste many. great.
0: I wasn't yeah, too maybe.
1: responsible.
0: I, I did not drive or do anything illegal. I just may have lost count during the stressful three hours of the game.
1: I thought you were going to say brain cells, but uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, Coors Light is the beer of choice if you want to chillax. You want to chill out. You want to you know, take a breather. Coors Light is what you need. It's made to chill. It's brewed right there in Golden, Colorado. I've toured the facility. It's fabulous. It's fun. Go check them out. You get samples. Can't beat it. Go to CoorsLight.com. Check them out. Find out about some of their tours of the brewery. We do want you to celebrate responsibly. We do want you to celebrate, though. That is the key. Go to your local convenience store. Go to your local Piggly Wiggly of Winn-Dixie. Uh, even a Food World, if there are any more Food Worlds, go to Food World and get you some Coors Light. They sell them individually. They sell them six-packy. They sell them casey. Get them all you want. And Coors Light, they'll make more, so you just keep getting them. Please celebrate responsibly. Coors Light brewed right there in Golden, Colorado. Also want to thank our sponsor, Home Field Apparel. My goodness, Jimmy, I got a couple of their shirts. Love them. They're awesome. can't wait to wear them. I'm going to Vegas in a few weeks, going to bust out one of my retro shirts. Everybody's going to be like, hey, that's not only an Alabama fan. He's a cool Alabama fan. Check out that shirt from Homefield. It's awesome. It feels great. It's awesome. Go check them out, homefieldapparel.com. Right now, Cyber Monday, well, it's Tuesday, but you know what? Use code LOCKEDONBAMA. Cyber Monday's over. Cyber Tuesday didn't a thing, but you can go there and use code LOCKEDONBAMA and get 20% off your order. Locked on Bama is the code you want to use right there at Home Field Apparel. They've got all other kind of colleges, too, like Alabama's main basketball rival, Creighton. They've got the Creighton uh, apparel. So go check them out, homefieldapparel.com. They're awesome. Jimmy, I'm just sort of messing around here. You know, why is it that, first of all, you know, there's another Devontae Smith coming in next year. He's a defensive back, ironically. Um, that dude's got a name to live up to. Uh, I almost power <laughs> him wouldn't come to he's Alabama. Burdened. He's burdened because, like uh, yeesh. Uh, how am I going to do this? It's like being named Patrick Ewing and then going to Georgetown. You know, I mean, it's like it's tough to do. But speaking of the real Devontae Smith, um, he had another incredible game. Just goes crazy all over Auburn's face, and he he's. I still think he's underappreciated. I was listening to the uh, first team today on SiriusXM, XM and Greg McElroy and um, Danny Connell were both saying, you know, we're quarterbacks. We love quarterbacks and Kyle Trask and Mac Jones, they're they are the Heisman front runners, but you know, why isn't it Devonte Smith and Kyle Pitts? And I love Mac Jones. I want Mac Jones to win it. I know it's a quarterback award first and foremost. And if it's not a quarterback, it's a running back. I get that. Um, but convince me Devontae Smith isn't the best player on this football team.
0: Oh, I'm I'm 100% with you that he is. I said it was Waddle back before then Waddle was hurt. Now, now I think it's Devontae. For a while, I wavered that it might be Sertan. And and I'm saying Sertan, it's not fair that somehow in my mind I always use the draft as a barometer, and I think Sertan is likely to get drafted ahead of Devontae because he's a little more prototypical in his size, at his position. But, uh, no, uh, since the Waddle injury, Devontae Smith is the best player on Alabama's football team, not Mac Jones. But, but I'll say this, for any Alabama fans upset that Devontae's not gaining more traction as a Heisman candidate, while I couldn't agree more that Devontae Smith is the best player in Alabama and, in that sense, maybe more deserving than, than Mac Jones, the problem for Alabama fans that would like to see that Heisman Trophy in Tuscaloosa is this, the more votes Devontae gets – is the less votes that Mac Jones gets? No, that's true. And no one, no one. I know Alabama fans might live in some world where on, on the ballots uh, that they that they would fill in, uh, Devontae Smith is number one, and Mac Jones is number two, and Najee Harris is number three. Well, that's, that that just doesn't happen. Not even with the Alabama guys, uh, Alabama writers that cover Alabama that have Heisman votes, and there are a few they're not voting for Devontae, Mac, and Najee. They're going to vote for one of those three guys. And I, I just worry for Mac that the voting is going to be very close between him and Trask and Trevor. And for every vote that Devontae gets, that's a vote that Mac doesn't, and, and Trask or Lawrence could sneak in there. So no, that's, that's my concern. Because now again, your your point is exactly right. It's 100% valid. It's like we really giving this husband to Mac when he's not even the best player on his own offense. Well, like you said, it's a quarterback award. Receivers don't win it unless they also have a great resume doing other things like returning punts and kicks. Devontae is now doing that, but he doesn't have the highlight touchdown in a big game. I think that would change things maybe. But uh, Mac is just far more realistic to win the award, and and, and I would hope that uh, Alabama people can all get on board with. Hey, it's got to be Mac if we want to win this thing. Let's not split up the vote.
1: Um, yeah, and it's funny. I was thinking about this today. That okay, Devontae is the best player on the team. I would say Mac and Najee might be two and three. Um, now if you want to put Sertan in there, in the at least in the top five, I'm with you. But then I think you got to go several of the offensive linemen probably next. And so, really, this team is so offensive centric. And next year is going to be the absolute opposite. I think right. every all the best players will be on defense next year, which is gonna make things incredibly interesting. Um, cause frankly, at at the quarterback position, we may be more dynamic. I mean, Mac Jones has been awesome. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I'm you know, because I know what the Heisman is, I would vote for him as the Heisman winner. But um I think we might not I don't know about better, but more dynamic at the quarterback position. And um yeah, it's 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 interesting that next year is going to be a a complete flip of this year.
0: Yeah, I think uh in terms of what we could expect next year with Bryce, uh, I like that you used the word dynamic. That's 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 the right word to use, I think. Uh I I think what we would see is Bryce w- would realistically have a a much lower passer rating. I don't think his passer rating will be as high. I don't think this efficiency rating that Mac is putting up this all-time efficiency rating that Mac is putting up. Uh, I don't think Bryce would match that, but where Bryce is, is going to add a dimension is, is with his legs, which, which Mac doesn't really add, and there will be a lot of big plays uh, on the ground uh, by Bryce, um, and, and it's going to make up for, for, for basically the efficiency in the passing game being dinged a little bit.
1: Yeah, and then wide receiver, you know, there'll be a bunch of new faces at wide receiver, Mechie, and then a bunch of new dudes. Um, I thought it was kind of funny re watching the game when Devontae Smith had a catch on a, a sort of a little bubble screen and Javon Baker just missed his block. I mean, missed it completely. And Devontae Smith, who is the consummate uh, hey, I know the playbook backwards and forwards guy, um, he immediately did he didn't look at Mac Jones, he didn't look at the offensive lineman, he didn't look at the defender, he looked immediately Javon Baker's like, dude, you got to do better than that. I mean, yep. he held him accountable for screwing that up, which is the exact right thing to do. And Javon Baker later made a nice block, I think, on um, uh, maybe it was – I think it was Devontae's other touchdown, but I just thought that was interesting that he immediately whipped his head around to Javon Baker like, dude, you got to do better. That's
0: right. And uh, at some level of leadership – And a good glimpse, uh, someone on Twitter had asked me over the weekend, why aren't we seeing more Javon Baker? Well, there you go. There you go. (laughs) I mean, put it this way, Malachi Moore won a starting position in fall camp, played with the first team, started in the first game. Now we're at game nine coming up, and Malachi doesn't play like a freshman. He plays like an all-SEC player. Javon is still a freshman. So we would have to deal with freshman errors and freshman mistakes. And Malachi was making those too, I assure you. That when you know two years from now, when it comes to draft time with Malachi, he's not going to present the NFL scouts with his tape of his freshman year in the Ole Miss game. I mean, that that was his that was his freshman game. You know, where it was a a baptism by fire and he got beat quite a bit. And uh, and and again, that's fine. This happens to every freshman. Period. But uh, that's why we haven't seen more of Baker. He's still a young player. Is Baker going to be good? Oh, hell yeah, he's going to be good. And. I would go so far as to say I would project him being the number two receiver on the team next fall behind uh, Mechie.
1: No, I agree. It'll be interesting to see how Mechie handles that number one role. Of course, we'll have all summer to talk about that. Let me, speaking of talking about things, let me tell everybody about BuiltGo. BuiltGo.com is the place to go. B-U-I-L-T-G-O.com. These three delicious flavors they have. They're fantastic, and they're they're little packets of energy, just little little tiny packets of energy. And you take them, you don't have the crash feeling afterwards, but they definitely give you the pick me up. I take them before I do a workout; they're fabulous. You can take them really before anything. I mean, if you have a big presentation coming up and you're a little languid, take take you a take you one of these mothers. They they will kick, put that kickstart in there. Um, this is much better than a five hour energy. It's much better than like uh, you know the Coke. Energy or whatever, all that stuff. I mean, that stuff gives you a crash. I know because I've tried all that stuff. So th- this does not, and it's delicious. It's, I mean, it really is cool and it fits anywhere. Uh, you put it in your pocket before the gym, put it in your briefcase before a big presentation. Go to builtgo.com and check them out. Use promo code locked on for 20% off your order and let them know that you heard about them from the Locked On family of networks. That's builtgo.com. Go check them out and get you some of these delicious energy packs they have. Okay, Jimmy, um, one other thing I wanted to bring up about the Iron Bowl, I mean, some things just may come back to me uh, over the week because I've just enjoyed re-watching this. I mean, it's always a lot of fun um, to watch an Iron Bowl that we win. But uh, I thought one other play that stood out to me, uh, you know, you hear so much about some of these Auburn guys, and Owen Papo is a good player. He's a really good player, but Najee Harris treated him like he was his kid nephew. Najee Harris catches a little great flare out pass, and Owen Papo had him dead to rights, and Najee just stiff arms him into next week and ends up gaining about ten more yards. You remember that play?
0: Very well, and uh, yeah, very well. I've seen it on Twitter and a highlight tape, uh, and uh, and obviously live, and then the replay and just a great example of uh, Owen's a good player. He's going to be even a better player and likely will end his career as an all sec linebacker at Auburn, but Owen is still learning and Najee is NFL ready. And that explains that.
1: Yeah, that, that is definitely true. I think, you know, Najee's really turning himself into a potential uh, high round draft pick. I mean, I hadn't seen him go in the first round yet, and he might not because he doesn't have that burst. I mean, he did have another, what he had a 39 yard run. I mean, this, he's, here's the thing, Jimmy, it's funny. We've been talking about his longest run of his career is 42 yards, which he had against Kentucky. But now he's had uh, several games where he's had like 38, 39, 40 yard yeah. runs. That's just the longest he's going to get. I mean, I don't even know if he can run 70 yards <laughs> at one time. It'd be fun.
0: It'd be fun to find out this uh, yeah. upcoming Saturday for sure. <laughs> I think with, with Najee in the draft, the way I look at it two ways. Number one, if Derrick Henry was a second-round pick, then, then, then not Najee – there is no logical reason that Najee Harris be drafted higher than Derrick Henry was to me. I mean, in terms of the knocks against Derrick will be even bigger knocks against Najee, and I think that will keep Najee in round two. I doubt it pushes him to round three, but I, I see Najee as a solid second-round, first pick of the third-round type type back – but the Derek comparisons are also why whoever drafts him will be excited about it. I mean, there could be a team right now that's like, gosh, we could really use a first round back. And this, this will be said in that room. Hey, if we need a first round back, let's take Najee at the end of the second, because we're getting a first round back. I mean, yeah. that that's, that's what's going to be said in the room. And uh, I think Najee is a Derek Henry facsimile. I think he's, you know, just he's not Derek, but he's so similar that teams teams will line up to get him. And
1: uh, let me tell you, the will be highly valued. Let me tell you the difference between the two. Derek can bust a big one, but even as big as Derek is, he can also get stuffed at the line because he can't get through a crease that well. And right. Naji will make you miss um, using a, 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 Short a hurdle area, quick. or a spin or any of yeah. that. Yep. And um, yeah. so speaking of Derrick Henry, he had a huge, huge game yesterday. 178 yards, three touchdowns, uh, all in the first half for the touchdowns. Pretty crazy. Um, just awesome stuff for Derrick and uh, Jimmy tonight. You got basketball, Alabama, Stanford. This is uh, we're cutting this on Monday, so it's going to be a uh, you know, we'll talk about this game later. Um, and so in that game's at 8:30, so no way we're staying up that late to do a podcast afterwards, right? <laughs>
0: No, no, no. I mean, I'll be lucky to. I will watch the game in its entirety, but uh, this old man will be asleep moments after the game has ended. So that's that's late for we. I call. I still we we have no kids, but I still call it a school night. It's a school night. I can't. I can't stay up that late
1: on a school night. All right, Jimmy. That's going to wrap it up for this abbreviated podcast. Uh, Roll tide, everybody. We'll be back tomorrow. Roll tide.
0: Yeah, sorry we couldn't talk about Stanford more, but you guys will be knowing the outcome of Stanford. I'll just say, not not a preview because you don't have a preview the game's over. But uh, Stanford's a very good team. They were an NCAA tournament team last year. Returned four of five starters and then added a five-star freshman. So this is a strong contender to win the Pac-12. It would not be a bad loss. I'm not saying Alabama's going to lose, but this is just one of those games that you can only really help yourself. Uh, with the selection committee, and not hurt yourself, because Stanford's going to win 20 games. They won 20 games last year, and they're better this year. So, uh, good, uh, good competition, good test for the Crimson Tide tonight, no doubt.
1: <laughs> you're getting, uh, you're get, you're in the terminal, I take it, Jimmy. I don't know. I um, am.
0: Uh, sometimes I have to record from Grand Central Station. <laughs> All
1: right, roll tide, everybody.
0: Roll tide.